world's end. After the world came to an end, we gave up hope. Dark clouds beat the sky, lightning split the air, and thunder rolled down like cannon shot. Winds flattened the black grass and threatened to blow us away. We chopped down the last tree on the earth we had loved so much and crawled under its bare branches so that each branch pinned us down. After a few hours like this, a leader among us emerged. He crawled out from one of the branches, and even though the wind lashed his long hair against his jaw, he waved for us to follow. The contours of his face spelled something we couldn't name, and we mustered enough courage to follow him. He led us to a cave. Deep underground, a river flowed so slowly the surface shone like obsidian. Linked, flat-bottomed boats drifted downriver. He climbed into one, and we climbed in after him, nestling around him like chicks around a dove. We drifted in silence, scanning the cave's torch-lit roof for cracks. When thunder detonated overhead and shook the ground, we inched closer, raising a cloud of warmth with our feathery touches. He fell into an exhausted sleep. We drifted on in silence. As we wound our way through the darkness, our consciences began to blister. We had not been the direct cause of the Earth's destruction, but we had not done all we could to stop it. We had continued to drink its milk and honey, and had done little but lay waste to it. We had taken more than we gave. A shockwave of air exploded overhead, louder than before. We shook our leader's knee and called his name. He did not wake. The torches burned low, and the air yielded less and less to breathe. We stroked his beloved hands and face, but in the darkness they grew hard and cold. The torches flared and revealed that his face had turned to bone. We recoiled from his empty sockets and loose teeth. The boat drifted and our fear ballooned, filling the darkness. Some began to lament, while others, barely restraining the urge to beat the fearful ones into silence, grit their teeth. Just when darkness was about to tear our minds apart, someone reached out tentatively and stroked our leader's skull. Others leaned forward and rubbed his finger bones between theirs. Still others stroked his femur. And thus we drifted through the darkest part of our night. Eventually, the torches reignited, and the air became breathable. New flesh bathed our leader's face, and blood pumped radiantly through his body. The tunnel opened into a broad cavern that opened to the sky. Relief fell open like a sleeper's palm, and we burst into laughter. The storm was over. Our leader woke briefly and said we should make gifts for each other. We had only bits of rag and a few loose threads, but we fashioned them into rings and necklaces and adorned each other. He told us we didn't need him anymore and went back to sleep. Talking and laughing, we stepped out of the boats and out of the cave, ready to start the world again.